1: That is why we lift up the name of Jesus on this program every day. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message.
2: I want you to take your Bibles and turn to this verse. You need to see this. You need to mark this. Jeremiah chapter 5. It's an Old Testament book. It's going to take you a minute maybe to find that. Jeremiah chapter 5. And also, if you look at the cover of your bulletin, and I know we kind of ran out of bulletins today, so I'm showing you mine. Uh, this first week, and if you look at your sermon notes, uh, we want to talk about the beaches of California. One, if not the biggest draws for the millions of people who moved to California, and also the 50. Approximately 50 million tourists that visit every year, they visit because of our weather and our beaches. Now, if you were born and raised here, you might take that for granted. But if you're like me and you grew up in another part of the country where it's cold and snowy, you never take it for granted. Amen? I remember the day like it was yesterday, it was 31 and a half years ago, the day that I moved from Des Moines, we called it Des Moines, Alaska. If you asked me where I was from, I said, I I, I live in Des Moines, Alaska, it was so cold there. But I remember the day I moved from Des Moines, Iowa, to come to Southern California to pass to this church, like it was yesterday. I came on the 10 freeway. The 10 freeway the interstate is the fourth largest interstate in the united states of america it is the southern route the largest in the southern route the 10 freeway i don't know if you know this it goes all the way from florida to california and i was on that freeway i'd gone through new mexico i had come through arizona i had entered the great state of california and i was coming here to pastor the first day on the 10 freeway headed west the map We didn't have GPS back in those days. Some of you don't even know what a map is. The map told me as I'm on the 10 that I have to go north on the 170, the 101, or the 405 to get up to Granada Hills. And on that day, I decided my first day, uh uh-uh, I'm taking the 10 freeway until I run into the Pacific Ocean. And you know where I ended up? I ended up in Santa Monica, California. And I parked my car and got out and went to the beach, and I thanked the good Lord that He had taken me out of the cold winter climate (laughs) to the warm weather and the beaches of sunny, sunny California. And I have been thanking God ever since. Pastor Jeff will mention in your life group material this week that 95,000 miles of shoreline in the United States of America. And there's something about the waves that are calming, mesmerizing, soothing, majestic, beautiful, addictive-like. I never, ever, ever get tired of watching the waves crash or listening to that sound, amen? And just so you know, every time you're ever at the beach, I want you to know that it all comes from God. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 22, God said, should you not fear me, declares the Lord, should you not tremble in my presence? Why? Because he said, I am the one that made the sand, a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. I've been at the beach many times, and I've been there, and I've thought, well, how come the waves stop here? Why didn't it stop up here? The Bible says, God said, I made the sand, a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. And something happens every time I'm at the beach. I can't explain it to you, but I can't help but think about God. I am drawn to God when I'm at the beach. I don't know how you can be an atheist and go to the beach (laughs) and leave an atheist. Psalm chapter 19 says that God reveals himself in creation. And there are three things that I want to teach you that I learn whenever I'm at the beach. The first one might be obvious if you're taking notes, and that is that we serve a God who is a creative God, He is creative. It's what he does. It's his nature. It's his character. If you ever read the Bible and you begin in the very first chapter, the very first page, the very first book, the book of Genesis, and you get to the very first verse. In fact, the first three chapters talk about creation, but the first verse in the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In just six days, it's explained. That in the first two days of creation, God created the earth, he created the sky, and then he created the sea. The whole earth was covered by water. And then on the third day, God created the land. That was on the third day. The sea was on day two. The land and the beaches We're on day three, the vegetation on day three. Day four, he creates the stars and the sun and the moon. Day five, he creates the sea creatures and the birds of the air. On day six, he creates all the animals. Now, we know he created dogs. We're not sure he created cats. We're not sure. (laughs) The Bible doesn't say where cats came from, so we just don't know. But on day six, he created all the animals, and he created humans, both male and female. And on the seventh day, he rested. I want you to think about it, that everything on this earth that you have ever seen was created in six days. The oceans, the mountains, the stars of the galaxy, the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, Yosemite, the Niagara Falls, the hills here in Porter Ranch, The seven continents, North and South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, the Antarctica and Australia, the seven seas and the five oceans, the beaches, the sand, the waves, and all of humankind he created in just six days. Did you know that the earth is covered? 70% of the earth, surface of the earth are the oceans and less than 5% of the ocean has ever been explored Did you know that nearly 94 percent, that's a high number, that nearly 94 percent of all life on earth exists in the oceans? Did you know that between 70 and 80 percent of the oxygen that we need to survive is produced by marine algae in the ocean? And right now, while you're sitting here, the earth is spinning on its axis at a thousand miles an hour. And as we're spinning like this 1,000 miles an hour, the earth is also rotating around the sun, traveling through space, traveling at 67,000 miles per hour, almost 70,000 miles per hour we're traveling right now. And you're just sitting here. (laughs) Did you know that the tides are a battle between the gravitational pull of the earth against the gravitational pull of the moon, and the earth always wins? that scientists still today do not and cannot fully explain gravity they think they know but they just don't know did you know that there are 400 billion stars in our one galaxy but this is just one galaxy we know that there are at least 200 billion other galaxies we really don't know how many galaxies there are did you know that the sun is 93 million miles away But the sun is so massive that 1.3 million earths could be placed inside the sun. Did you know that if all of your DNA inside your body was taken out and stretched and put in strands, the DNA strands in your body, if they were laid end to end, it would go for 34 billion miles long? I'm telling you that God is a creative God. And I want you to write this down. It speaks to the fact that He, God, can do anything. I mean, when you study, everybody say the word study, not just look at, but if you study the universe and study creation, it is beyond human understanding. And you realize in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12, that the Bible says that God holds the entire universe just in the palms of his hand. It speaks that he can do anything because he's creative. He is sovereign. He's all knowing. He's detailed. He understands. It means that your impossible situation is always possible with the Lord God by your side. It means that when you can't figure out anything in your life that God has everything figured out. I just want you to know and understand that whatever situations you are facing today that it does not surprise God. It doesn't baffle God. It, it, it does not stress God out. We serve a God who specializes in the impossible. All you have to do is ask Abraham and Sarah in Genesis chapter 17. Sarah was over 80 years of age. When, she, when God blessed her with a son named Isaac, you ask her if God specializes in the impossible. Ask Balaam, and Balaam in Numbers chapter 22, verse 28, when he looked for a over and he saw his donkey and his donkey started talking in the hebrew language if god specializes in the impossible ask the israelites in exodus chapter 14 verse 22 when their backs were up against the red sea and pharaoh and the entire egyptian army was about to attack them and god just opened up the red sea and they escaped walking across a dry riverbed ask them if god specializes in the impossible And ask the Virgin Mary in Luke chapter 1, verse 34, when she had never ever been with a man, yet she gives birth to the baby Jesus. Ask her if God specializes in the impossible. And ask the lame man who was healed in John chapter 5, or the blind man in Luke chapter 18 who received his sight if God specializes in the impossible. And while you're at it, you might as well turn right on over there to. John chapter 11 there's a man named Lazarus who had been rotting in the grave for three days and Jesus raised him from the dead why don't you ask oh Lazarus if God specializes in the impossible whatever problem you're worried about here today God has a million different ways to solve that problem Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 these words verse 27 what is impossible with man is possible with God. We serve a God who specializes in the impossible. The second thing I think of when I'm standing there on that shore is the faithfulness of God. I, I don't know what you think about when you go to the beach, but when I'm at the beach, one of the things that always comes into my mind, I don't, I, and I've been to beaches all over the world, I don't care. Whenever I'm at the beach and I see these waves and they just keep coming one after another, I always think, this always goes through my mind, these waves have been hitting these shores since the beginning of creation. Had I stood here 100 years ago, I would have been looking at these waves. Uh, If I was here 500 years ago, I'd have been looking at these waves. If I'd been standing here 5,000 years ago, I'd still be looking at these waves. And it causes me to think of the faithfulness of God that when I look at the consistency of the waves, I'm reminded of the consistency of the Lord God that we serve. How day after day, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, century after century, God is a faithful God. The writer of Lamentations in chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, he says, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. He should turn us all into French fries. That's what we deserve. But his compassions never fail. Verse 23 says they are are new, his compassions. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The writer of Exodus, Exodus 34 verse 6, the Lord is a compassionate and he's a gracious God. He is slow to anger. He's abounding in love and abounding in faithfulness. The psalmist writes in Psalm 90 verse 2, before the mountains were born or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. The writer of Isaiah pens these words, In Isaiah 25, verse 1, O Lord, You are my God. I will exalt You and I will praise Your name for in perfect faithfulness You have done marvelous deeds. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10, these three words, God is faithful. 1 Thessalonians 5, 24, the one who calls You is faithful. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 reads, the Lord is faithful faithful we all know the words in hebrews thirteen eight that says jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever oh i've got good news that god does not change like shifting shadows and when you look at those waves coming one after another i want you to be reminded of the faithfulness of god and it speaks right this down to the truth that his love endures forever his mercy endures forever Forever. His goodness endures forever. Day after day, moment after moment, he's speaking this truth that he loves you, that he cares for you, that he's providing for you, that he's gracious to you, that he is good to you. And whenever you see those waves and you listen to the calming consistency of those waves, remember that all of creation was for you for your enjoyment for your good pleasure and God gave you eyeballs so that you could see those waves God was the one that put taste buds on your tongue just so that when you ate a strawberry you could go "Ooh, that's pretty good and the next day you could eat chocolate and say that's pretty good And the next day, you eat a taco. And from the next day, for the rest of your life, you eat tacos. All of this planet, according to the story of creation, was for you because he's a good, good father. And even today, he's still not finished creating this very moment for the last 2,000 years, Jesus has been in heaven working on your eternal mansion, a place called heaven. I want you to know, to remember, to thank, to acknowledge when you're standing at that beach and you're marveling at his beauty, I just want you to know that he loves you. He loves you yesterday. He loves you today. He's going to love you tomorrow. He loves you for all of eternity. And the most amazing, one of the most amazing verses in the Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, that says, Even when we are faithless, He will remain faithful. Oh, that, that, that gave me goosebumps right there. Greater than the ocean, greater than the mountains, greater than all the flowers, greater than all the stars, is the love of God. Why, there is nowhere you can run, there is nowhere you can hide that is beyond the love of God. His love, now we know this, a high definition, resolution, picture of God's love is when we see His Son, Jesus Christ dying on a cross with his blood shed for our sins that's the greatest picture of love and yes that happened two thousand years ago and that yes that's a long time ago that he gave up his son so that you might be redeemed that you might be restored that you might be saved that you might be forgiven that you might be cleansed but i want you to know that the cross was not just a one-time thing that every day Every day, like the waves that fall across the shores around the entire world, is the love and the provision and the grace of God that just washes over you. From now until the end of time. And there is no end of time. Number three, I think of the power of God. I think of the creativity of God. I think of the faithfulness of God. But I also think about the power of God. I want you to go back to the first time you ever saw the ocean. Do you remember the first day? little tiny wave and you were scared out of your mind. Oh, what is this? Oh, it's a wave. You want to walk out? Yeah, walk out me? Walk out there? I don't know. I don't know. It's a wave. It's like that high. But even though the wave was that high, you could feel the energy in that wave. You, you could sense the power of God in a little tiny wave. And you got, oh, go on, go on. No, no, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Put your foot in the sands, moving. Oh, my, what am I? Come on, come on, get in, get in, get in, get in. You remember that day? And then finally, you got used to that little wave, and all of a sudden, you began to look at the vastness of that ocean, and you started to think that the earth, that the earth is three fourths of the surface of the earth, is covered by this, this thing called an ocean, and all of a sudden you, saw, you started to begin to understand the size and the scope of an almighty God. I can't help but think about how powerful God is. Yes, He's creative when I look at that. Yes, He's faithful. But I stand in awe of God's power when I see those waves. And so on one hand, I have this respect. I can't help. I just have respect for God. I honor God. I revere God when I see the work of his hand, I'm reminded that this is his world and I'm just living in it.
1: It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. The secret to overcoming any obstacle you are facing today is revealed through one of the most extraordinary victories ever recorded in the Bible the Battle of Jericho. Joshua and the Israelites followed God's unusual plan to walk around the heavily fortified walls of Jericho for seven days. The Lord promised that at the end of those seven days, he would cause the walls of that famed city to fall, allowing his people to take possession of the promised land. In his book, Walls Fall Down, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shows us how the seven spiritual principles in this story are available for all of us today. You will learn how the foundation behind Joshua's victory is the key to overcoming your own hurdles and unsolvable issues. When you choose to do things God's way, walls crumble, victory replaces defeat, and a blessed future unfolds. Pastor Dudley's book, Walls Fall Down, is available for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This invaluable resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover how your personal Jericho battle is no match for the power of an awesome God. Call us right now and receive your copy of Walls Fall Down by Pastor Dudley Rutherford today. If you're struggling with the loss of a loved one and you feel like you need help to get through it, we are here for you. It's called Grief Share. Grief Share is a friendly, caring group of people who will walk alongside you through one of life's most difficult experiences, the loss of a loved one. You can meet with a support group here at Shepherd Church or with a local group near you. You don't have to go through the grieving process alone. GriefShare support groups are led by people who understand what you are going through and want to help. You'll gain access to valuable GriefShare resources to help you recover from your loss and look forward to rebuilding your life. To learn more about GriefShare, visit griefshare.org to find a support group near you. That's griefshare.org to learn more.